And welcome to another edition of Odyssey Journals. I'm Trip Mitchell, and as always, joined by Randall Carlisle. Randall, good to see you. But I have to tell you, I'm, this is my last one. I'm upset. Remember Why? We were, I said last, last recording that, that I was going to wear a tux to show you up. Wardrobe guy doesn't show up. Makeup guy doesn't show up. What kind of outfit are we running here? I mean, so, so I'm so I'm done. I was wearing a UNLV golf shirt, and I went home and changed to try to be appropriate for Randall. Okay, because this is the first time Randall's ever been on the street without a tie. Because all anchormen wake up in the morning, they put a tie on, mm-hmm. a jacket, and right. uh, you know you're very relaxed today. I, I'm, I'm except I wanted that tux. So <laughs> otherwise, if I don't get that tux, I'm gone. Okay. Oh. No. I, it's contract. a contract demand for a show we're doing for free. How's that work? You know what's funny is I had a guy that I worked for running a TV station down in Las Vegas who owes me many, 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 many thousands of dollars. Wow. And I ended up with his tux. And I brought it home and I told my fiance that I'm going to call him to return it. And she said, you will do no such thing. Right. He owns, owes you money, and right. it's your size. I'm keeping this till. So I will bring that in next tape. Oh, okay. We can both be in okay. Texas. Then I'll stay. I'll stay on the on the free job. Okay, okay. that's okay. perfect. You're watching this show. Why? Well, the reason is is that our show is about recovery, and it's a great way to learn a little bit about addiction and how to see that light at the end of the tunnel. Randall, after retiring from the news business, has been with Odyssey House and. You say it's the greatest job ever. It's uh, we. Our slogan is "We are recovery," and it's like at, at a TV station. The slogan is "We want money." <laughs> so, I mean, <laughs> I don't think that's their exact. <laughs> well, no, but that, but I mean that's basically the motivation. And not that. And I'm not knocking TV because it has its place in society, and TV news definitely does. But it's just so much. A more freeing feeling and a more positive feeling to work for a nonprofit that is working on recovery. And so it is the best job I've ever had. So what we do on the show is we'll introduce you to people in recovery, helping recovery, people working that industry. And we'll have a phone number up. If you've got a question, if you've got someone that you love who has an addiction problem, call the folks at Odyssey House. They will not necessarily push you any one way or another, but they'll give you information. It's a resource to give you people to call. And there are so many people. The great thing about doing this show and learning this from you, Randall, is that there are thousands of people (laughs) in this area in Utah that are helping people with recovery and tens of thousands of people that are in recovery. Exactly. And people don't know about them. No. If you're in the predominant faith, you might not even know that some of your fellow churchgoers on Sunday have an addiction problem. We met a couple weeks ago a gentleman who is a just was released from being an LDS bishop, and he's in recovery, right. and that shocked me. And and I, I suppose it's not something you hear in church every Sunday where people get up and bear testimony and say, I, I'm a recovering addict or I'm a recovering alcoholic. It's not something you probably hear very frequently on Sundays. So anyway, I have a riddle for you. Yes. Okay, what do... What'd you say this is? Talk. Oh, caramel. Caramel. What do caramel and a bakery, I'll hold this up so the camera can see it, a flourish bakery have to do with recovery? 
I do not know. However, I tried one of these about two minutes ago, and Randall said, before we start, maybe the goo that's hanging down this yeah, far. Probably. Yeah, yeah. That. yeah, that's I a problem sometimes. I had a stalactite going. <laughs> Freddie Jackson, I'd like to introduce him yes. to you, to our viewing audience and our listening audience, because we're on Spotify and iTunes now. Uh, he works at Flourish Bakery, and maybe you can tell us what the two have to, what this has to do with recovery. Okay. Well, uh, Flourish Bakery is a recovery-based bakery. Uh, we work within the community with interns. We have a paid internship, and so you come into a. Our bakery interns come into our bakery they stay for a 12-month program then after the 12 months they're they're invited to go to an externship into the community they're returned into the community we have uh two graduates uh right now one was at liberty heights fresh and the other one was at uh, deer valley and they went through our program they went through the 12-month program whoa, whoa, whoa. deer valley yeah. yes I know the woman in their program who did that and yes. I mean, you, you think of the pastries you see at deer valley and she learned everything she knows from Flourish, Flourish Bakery. Flourish, Flourish Bakery. I'm right now. I'm halfway through the program. So uh, at the end of uh, uh, October, I'll be uh, looking to do an externship as well. And so I'm working out, uh, working on ways to do. I don't know where I'm going to do my externship. And uh, at this moment, it might be Deer Valley. It might be uh, somewhere else. But uh, yeah, so that's what I'm looking for right yeah, now. Yeah, if you get offered an externship at Seven Eleven, don't take <laughs> yeah, it. No, so you know, Deer, Deer Valley, Valley will be a little better for you. Yeah, definitely, definitely. So, bakers, you guys do God's work, and at home, I am subjected to watching every bakery. The British Baking Show is, is her favorite, mm -hmm. and there's three or four on the Food Network. That's a lot of work. Baking is a lot of work. Baking is is like cooking is a lot of work. Kick, but cooking is more of how to get a feel for it. Once you get a feel for it, then you can kind of duplicate it. But with uh, baking, it has to be exact. It's science. It has to be uh, you have if you are off by you know a couple of ounces, your whole recipe is is it's 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 toast. You know, so it's 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 it's, it's just like. Uh, recovery. That's how we. That's how we view baking and making recipes as recovery. Because you have to have a, your right balance, and if you don't have a right balance, then you it'll come out in different ways. It'll come out uh, in different ways if you don't have a correct balance. And so that's what we. Do, you know, that's how we view. You know, our time in the kitchen and how we're building recipes is think of it as your recovery. And that's well, you know, what's interesting is and. When you look at it, it, baking takes, you do all the hard work and then you wait. Mm -hmm. It's kind of a little bit, another analogous situation to recovery. Well, you have to have faith. You know, once you, you have to, you have to know that everything is correct, that what you're doing is correct, that you're making the next right step, that every step that you're taking is the right, the right step to take. And so you put it all together and you, you have to like sort of, Give it up. Give it over to like God and kind of like say, okay, I'm having faith that it's going to work. What I put together, it's going to work and as it bakes. And, and, and sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes you have the to go back. Flat <laughs> yeah. Or, yeah. yeah, sometimes. That could be you know, a relapse, exactly. I guess, or something. You know, I yeah. mean, but sometimes it doesn't. And, but, but, you know, with the bakery, it's okay because what we do is that we, we go back and say, why did, why did that happen? What happened here? 
uh, why why did your bread not rise? Why did it fall? Why did it uh, you know spill over? So we so we go back and we analyze it and we figure out what happened. You know, did we overmix it? I was having a I was having problems with overmixing stuff. I was putting I was too much in my head and, and mixing stuff more than what I what what I should. And and so it was creating a problem for me, you know, in, in my finished product. So I had to go back and analyze that and and uh, check in with myself and say, why is this not working the way that I wanted to do? So I, I had to, I, so I asked questions and then I did some reading and then I said, oh, and I put it all together and said, okay, this is the reason why. And so since I did that check-in, things have been turning out the way they're supposed to. So compare that to you dealing with addiction. Well, for me, for with addiction is I, I mean, I am, I am uh, right now in the Odyssey of Voyager. I'm in the outpatient program. I, I will be graduating here soon. Uh, with me in, uh, while me in my, uh, in my recovery, at the beginning, uh, I went to first step first before I went to Odyssey. I know, uh, and while I was at first step, um, I lied. I, I was not, uh, transparent. I was not, uh, you know, honest with anyone about anything. You know, I still held on to secrets. I still held on <clears throat> to my, my old friends. I still held on to all of, all the stuff that kept me in my addiction. Uh, and then ultimately, ultimately that got me kicked out. You know, they and their the recommendation was Odyssey, and I said, "Oh my God, here, here we go." <laughs> <laughs> the tough program. But what, yeah. what is the perception of Odyssey versus First Step? Well, the thing is, is that First Step is a program. It's it's a great program. Yeah. I'm not gonna say that it is. It's a great program. But I was not at in my life. I was not at that point to accept First Step. I was not at the point where I can be a part of that program and be honest in that program because I was still holding on to my old life and still holding on to my old addictions. Uh, once I got, once I got to a place and through the help of Odyssey, you know, people in Odyssey, once I got to a place that I was okay with being uncomfortable, okay with, uh, doing the hard work, um, okay with, uh, accepting feedback, you know, okay with, uh, just being, being in a place where I can say I'm taking accountability that I did something wrong or holding someone else accountable. I had never done that before. That stuff was foreign to me. All that stuff I learned at, at Odyssey. Do you mind telling us what your addiction was? <clears throat> My addiction was crack cocaine. I am from, I am from New York originally. I uh, came here. I went to the University of Utah. I uh, went through the actress training program. I ended up leaving the program uh, due to I, I had a kid, but also I was in my addiction at that point. And during that time, my addiction was a lot different than what it, uh, what it became later. My addiction was that I, was, uh, uh, I would use on the weekends or I would, I would binge use. I would use like once every three to six months, and, but I was, I was using it as a way to escape what was going on in my life. I was usually gonna say, oh, my life is so overwhelming. I, you know, I never held any boundaries. I never held you know, myself responsible for anything. So once everything got overwhelmed or you know, people started like 
you know, asking things of me. And I was like, oh, I got to run, you know. And so I would run to the drugs every time. I would run out and, and be out, you know, in the streets. Uh, I, ultimately, I ended up on the block. Uh, well, For those of called... you who don't know, that's down on Rio Grande. Where yeah, they, where that was the shelter. Yeah. Ultimately, I ended up on the shelter. So now I went from um, being at the uh, University of Utah. Uh, I, I was in, in what was called the Actors Training Program. I I did uh, I did uh, theater at the Pioneer Theater Company. I did theater at Salt Lake Acting Company. I did all the big play, uh, all the big playhouses. I was doing a lot of uh, doing a lot of stuff uh, acting wise, and I ended up on the block. Wow, yeah. And so me being on the block, it was like I uh, I ended up homeless, drug addicted, and uh, with no one. Uh, no one in my family like looking for me or even cared. I mean, I'm, I'm assuming they cared, but there was pretty much nothing they really could do for me, you know. And I, I kind of look at that now. Like, if my family had come to me while I was actively, you know, in my addiction, would I have gone with them or changed my life? I probably wouldn't have. Yeah, I was going to guess that too. If, yeah. they would, if they would have gone walking down real, yeah. and said, "Hey, Freddie, come on home. Yeah. Stop doing those drugs." Yeah. I probably wouldn't have. I mean, when I was actively in my addiction, or maybe I would have gone for like a day, a week, or you know, uh, a month. But I would have ended up back in that same place because I was not ready to change. Freddie, what for people who are watching or listening on the podcast? who have never tried drugs or alcohol. Mm -hmm. This seems like, more than likely at least, seems like such a foreign concept. Mm -hmm. What is the draw? What is the reason when you're on the block, homeless, that you wouldn't want to leave? Well, the thing is, is like for me, is like for me with drugs, it became a situation where I wanted to escape. I was not happy with my life. Uh, I was not happy the way that my life was coming, you know, you know, working his way out. I was, uh, once I left the University of Utah, I went to go work for a company. I went to, uh, went to work in corporate America. I went to work at overstock.com. I ended up being an, an account manager there. I ended up leaving there and going work for another company, developing, um, uh, their quality, quality control department. So I ended up, I had jobs, I had opportunities, I had stuff, but I was not happy. I was not happy in my life. People around me were not, uh, were, were, they were, they were holding me accountable, but they were allowing me to make excuses for my life or make excuses for why I was not getting any better. And so I was, I was getting worse, you know, but even though I had opportunities, I did work in these places, but it was like, for me, the. The draw was, it was that I was not happy there, so I wanted to escape. And so with me escaping... So you're probably pretty darn good at interviewing, I would imagine. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah, but now, but, but the thing is that, you know, me interviewing... And, that, and this is where Flores comes in, is that my life, my life before drug addiction was that I could, I could get a job anywhere. I can, I can live anywhere. Uh, my, my, my life after addiction is that I can't get a job anywhere because I do have felonies. I do have, uh, and so I can't get a job and I can't, uh, 
can't get a uh, housing or apartment. So I had to find other ways in order to um, get fulfillment. And that's where Flourish Bakery came in, where they allowed me an opportunity to say, hey, we, you know, we want to help you get your life back together. We want to help you become employable. We want to help you get back on that track. And, and uh, I'm grateful that they allowed me to do that because, you know, you I mean, you, you ask what made drugs so such a draw that I was willing to give up everything, you know, and it was because that I was so I was so broken that there was nothing that was going to put me together. But I thought drugs made the world tolerable. I thought it made it easier for me to be OK in my skin and to be OK in the world through drugs. And I, I realized that it wasn't it wasn't tolerable. It wasn't it was I tell you the truth. I mean, I had when I was down at Rio Grande, I had never, I had thought that I would never leave that place. I had thought that I would be never, there forever. I thought I would be there forever till you die. Till I, something Which, happened. Till yeah. I die. Yeah. I Which never, is not unheard of down in that area. Yeah. Yeah. I, I had no hope. I had no hope of looking past that. And then you, and this is coming from a person that had a whole bunch of hope and had had a life. But I was down there and I was stuck. And I felt that there was no no out for me. I felt that this was a place that I probably end up for the rest of my what life. A, what it, a dismal outlook. It I was. Mean, think about that. It was. It well, was really, the most dis the block as it were. Yeah. I'm a pretty gonna, tough spot. Yeah. I remember the I remember the one of the one of the worst days I ever had in my life, the worst day ever was uh it was Christmas and uh and uh I woke up that day and in the road home? I woke up on the street, on the side of the street. You know, I didn't really sleep in the road home. You know, the word, the road home was worse than being, you know, uh, worse than being out in the street. Because out in the street, you have people around you that will kind of look out for you. But when you're in the road home, you're kind of on your own. You know, so people kind of like, uh, um, like store your stuff or take sure. advantage of you sure. while you're inside the road home. So I, st- I, I stayed outside with my crew, and so they, uh, uh, so. I felt safer outside. So you know? Christmas morning, you're on you're on the street on Rio Grande. And I realized that no, I realized that I mean there are people coming and they're they're giving out stuff. There's a lot of people yeah, down yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, they're yeah, do-gooders. They're giving out stuff, and then is I, that what you call them as do-gooders? Um, I don't even necessarily call them do-gooders. I mean, there are people that feel they that care. that's what they need to do in order to either make themselves feel good better or to make the world better. And, and I appreciated them. I appreciated them, you know, tremendously while I was down there. And so, I, I yeah, I'm not, like, putting them down or saying that, oh, no, you know, that, that help is definitely needed. But when I sat there and I realized that, uh, that nobody was coming for me. That was it. I was sad. Um... A sad situation, and somebody offered me a blanket, and so that made me feel. I was so grateful for that blanket. I was so grateful that I had this blanket. And then I remember it started to snow, and I was like, "This is like the worst situation that I could ever be in," you wow. know. And 
I needed to make a change. At that time, I didn't know what it was. It didn't. My change didn't come for another probably three or four months after that. You know, but I really knew at that point I needed to change. I needed to do something different, and uh, and that's you know, I started to put some things in place so I could do things differently or just my whole out my the way that I was thinking was like I need to do I can't do this anymore you know I got to do something different you know wow what a dismal thought about (laughs) spending Christmas like that you created a pretty good scenario though the snow starts to fall somebody gives you a blanket and you say I'm all alone Mm -hmm. the scary part of that is the fact that being in a warm clean shelter Mm -hmm. is less safe than being on the street well i mean you the shelter isn't clean it's not clean yeah i mean yeah we yeah i think you you know you making it seem a little bit more but it but the shelter you would think that would be a safer place to be inside rather than be outside but it wasn't you know because you when you live on the street you know and it's like you know, when you realize that you don't have anywhere to go, that's like the worst feeling, dude. You got like no one to call, you know. I mean, that's like, wow, man. Your dealer. <laughs> you can't live with your dealer. You got like no I'm one to you call. Okay. You know, but I'm saying, I mean, when, you, when you're on the street, I mean, and most of the time when you don't even got to, you can't even call them because you don't have money to do that. You yeah. know, uh, you have like no one to call, man. That's like the saddest place that I have been. And that's the saddest thing about being on that block. And that's the saddest thing that a lot of people, you know, you know, that are down there, how they feel, you know, that they don't have any other outlets. Wow. They don't have nowhere to go, you know. And they'd rather be on the street than be in the shelter, you know, because the shelter, they feel that they or will be taken advantage of, you know, more than being on the street, you know. We should give a, a, a big shout, shout out to a woman named Amy Altizer who started Flourish yes. Bakery. Uh, and because she, she has done so much for, you take a combination, this is really a good combination for success. Somebody goes through the Odyssey program, while at the same time when they get to an upper level in our program, they're out working, and she is teaching them a skill that is extremely marketable, while at the same time uh, selling a really great product. Mm-hmm. And, and the cool thing about, what could, because she keeps in mind what somebody in recovery is going through every and every morning they have what do you call it reflections yeah i mean and i've spoken of that before and so as opposed to saying okay you're here at 8 a.m or 9 a.m mm-hmm. you got to start work mm-hmm. they take an hour out of the day before the day starts and they talk about how they're doing in their recovery they may have a guest person there who's mm-hmm. in recovery uh it's to sort of set their minds uh, in a positive approach before they start doing all this wonderful baking, which mm-hmm. is really, a, a, you know, it, and she started out with nothing. And they're ki- they use the kitchen right now at Salt Lake Community College, mm-hmm. and they're branching out. They're going to, you're going to be at Farmer's Market yes, this summer. Yes, yes, yeah. Well, 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 what's, you know, like you said, yeah, our, our program is this, is that we are trying to uh, build whole, whole life recovery. So uh, we do have reflections each day, um, and we also we also what we're doing we are we will be at farmers markets 
Uh, we'll probably be at the the downtown farmers market. We're looking at the Sugar House farmers farmers market, and we we're looking at the Park City farmers market as well. We will have a food truck that we'll be launching uh, in the middle of June. What are you gonna call it? Um, right now, it, it's funny that our our truck is an old Twinkie truck, you know, from the Twinkie <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we call we call in house we call it uh, the uh, little Twinkie. So that's what we call it. So, but that's an in-house thing. We also have a little Twinkie guy that we have. You know, I don't know if that's going to be the mascot for the well, truck. Twinkies but. are popular. <laughs> I think, yeah. Yeah. Well, well, we build it out. We, we're, they, they gut it out, build it out. It's becoming a great great truck. And it's going to be a wrap. And that's going to be around the city. You know, um, It's going to be different places. You can uh, go to our website. And you can um, definitely... Right on the screen right now. For those of you, however, listening on the podcast, Randall will give it to you. Our our website is uh, flourishslc.org. And if you want to order something from, because people can phone in orders, right? Yes, they can. You can you can go to our website at that website, and you can see our menu on that website. Uh, and if you're interested in uh, being employed, you can also fill out an application on that website as well. Uh, we. At Flourish, we believe in uh, connections within the community. So right now, we're working with uh, uh, Fit to Recover. We're working on a protein cookie for them. Uh, and you asked me earlier how many grams. has 10 grams, 10 of, grams, grams, okay. 10 grams of protein. And has 200 and I believe 230 calories, which okay. is good. You know, right. Which is good. So yeah, that, that's something that we're working. So it's a co-branded, uh, co-branded thing that we're working with. Um, with uh, Fit to Recover, and it's something that will be launched uh, pretty good. We're also working with uh, places like Adobe, you know, where we're uh, we're doing some, uh, we're selling our goods there with, uh, you know, with their company there. So we are branching out. We are doing a lot of stuff. We we're really busy right now. This is wedding season right now, so we're doing a lot of cakes. You, you ought know? to see the cakes, pictures of their cakes. Do you have them online? If you go to Flourish? yes, 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 and we'll, yes, do. actually, Lee will put a couple pictures up as we're speaking right now. And uh, you guys do amazing work. Where are you located, by the way? We are, right now, we don't have a storefront. We are in the kitchen at the uh, South City campus of the Salt Lake Community College. Where's that? That's 1700 South and State Street. And so, yeah, that's where we're located right now. We are looking, like I said, our we will have the the uh, food truck, and then uh, we can we will do catered events. We did a catered event uh, just not too long ago with the um, the School of Social Work at the university. Wow. Yeah. So we we we're doing a, we're doing a lot of stuff right now. You but know? It, it really sounds like a wonderful, wonderful organization that helps a lot of people. Yes. Think about it. If you, if you if you need if you we're gonna go to a bakery anyway, and I'm not dissing any other bakeries, mm-hmm. but if you needed a a cake or a fresh loaf of bread or whatever, try Flourish mm-hmm. because by supporting them, you're supporting recovery. people in recovery. Yes. And that, that's what this show is all about. That's mm-hmm. why I asked Freddie to be on. Be, number one, he speaks pretty well. But uh, well, would you agree? Well, I, <laughs> thank you. You know, uh, when uh, Randall and I both started out into theater, unfortunately, <laughs> we were kicked out early and decided to read. But Freddie, you are an inspiration. You're a great guest. Thank you for coming on the show today and talking about an organization, Flourish Bakery, which is 
It's really amazing now that I learn everything about it. Yeah. So again, if you've got an event coming up and really want to support people in recovery, what a great way to do thank it. You. And uh, thank you so thank much. Thank you for having me here. I really appreciate Have it. Fun. And just, you know, after hearing Freddie's story, there's an expression in addiction a lot of us in recovery have ridden the elevator. You don't know how far down you have to go, what floor you have to get off. So regardless, if you're feeling bad, if you're having maybe a drink too much, you're thinking like about you things. Like you and me. Yes. Like us. And, uh, me too. Both, okay. in the, both of us in the television business. And, yeah. and if you want to get off, there's tons of people to help. You don't have to go to the basement. You can get off anywhere yes. you want. And uh, the first step is to let people know being honest is the most important yes. thing. And there are so many people there to help us. And uh, I'm thankful for it. I know, Randall, you are. And Freddie, you are. Absolutely. So, Absolutely. Thanks for watching. We'll see you next time. Take care now.